Hey everybody, it's Shannon. I had such a great conversation with San Antonio Hill and in trying to keep all these episodes short, I had to cut so much out of it, but he had this wonderful story about Mary that if you love Mary, you're going to love. And so I just wanted to share that with you as a bonus for our series Echoes and Hope. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to this story as much as I enjoyed hearing it. And just seeing how Mary is a wonderful spiritual mother who takes care of all of us. So here's Echoes and Hope with Santonio and the Marys. Mary is really big for me because my freshman year in college, I was in a seminary. I remember the spiritual director. And the one good piece of advice that I remember from this man was, guys, entrust your vocation to Mary. She's your mom, and moms always are protective and anyone what's best for you. And so I heard him say that, and so I'm like, all right, Mary, do what you do. I entrust my vocation to you. And I kind of forgot about it, actually, until my senior year when I was trying to discern whether or not God was calling me to stay in a seminary or to discern out. The summer right before my senior year, I went on a, uh, a summer assignment. So I stayed with the priest for about two or three months. The priest was an exorcist of the diocese. And so I shadowed him around. And I wasn't all in at this point, but like shadowing this priest around and him showing me the reality of the spiritual world, just the spiritual warfare and like what that all really is and entails and how like demons are real and the devil really does like hate you and despise you and like wants you to suffer and like be with him in hell and all these other crazy things and how much angels really like fight for us and how much God really fights for us and how Mary's always like foot on a snake you know foot on the neck of the serpent like I love that all this stuff is very real it's not just hocus pocus and then I felt honored at that moment I said wow God you are calling me not necessarily be an exorcist but like calling me to be your priest in this world of like real spiritual warfare and I was super honored and then I was able to fall in love with him more because it was like look man I'm offering you like this huge proposition right now you know and then further discernment happened and further discernment happened and I did the total consecration Louis de Montfort's total consecration to Jesus through Mary. And so I prayed that, and my feast day was on December 8th, Immaculate Conception. Through that total consecration, now was my first time being exposed to that. Jesus made it very clear, like at the end of that consecration, that God actually is calling me to leave the seminary. Before I made that prayer, before I started that total consecration, I said, Mary, I pray that you can just lead me through this entire process. And then I remember I said, oh, wait a minute. I entrusted my vocation to you as a freshman. I'm gonna just make that same prayer again. Mary, do what you do, please. You my mom. She made it very known to me through the signs of peace. From that point, Mary kept being there for me through like other people. I think I met like seven or eight women who had their name was Mary or they had like a variation of a Marian name. And these women, my mom being one of them, and my current girlfriend now being another one has led me from seminary to where I'm at now. So Mary, Mother God was the first Mary in my life to like help me through the vocation thing. Honestly, it might even start from before that because before I was born, my mom contemplated abortion with me actually. And my mom's middle name is Marie. And it took a lot of prayer and discernment to 
decide to have me and keep me. But at the end of the day, she said, you know what? I can't see myself going through with an abortion. So God, I'm gonna dedicate my son to you. And, I, and I'm gonna need you to take care of him. And at this point, my mama had already had a, a little girl and she had to drop out of college to take care of her. And I guess she was living with her mom. My father was in her life. At this point, they were still like together or whatever. But yeah, she knew she needed a lot of support. And God was has definitely been there to support her with raising me this entire time. That was probably the first time actually that Mary has like intervened. The second time it happened was when I knew I was leaving the seminary and so I needed to start doing job hunts. And so I knew I wanted to be a missionary. I knew this girl in one of my philosophy courses, her name was Mary Lynn. And I knew that she had went off to be a missionary, but she stayed in America to be a missionary. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this about? And so we got lunch, we ate some Chick-fil-A, it was incredible. Chick-fil-A is always good. So tell me, like, what do you do as a missionary? And she's like, we fundraise our own salary. We meet with people all the time, students. We like present the gospel to them. We have Bible studies. And the only thing I heard was we fundraise our own salary. Everything else from that point out was like, mm, it was like white noise. I just tuned it all out. So how does that sound? So wait, you fundraise your own salary? And she said, yeah, it's easy. I said, yeah, thank you for the Chick-fil-A. I appreciate it. Peace. She's like, wait, Santonio? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm out. And so... I went on a job hunt. So I went to a job fair and I didn't realize that it was only for teaching. I knew I needed a job. So I went to so many different principals or like presidents or like teachers who are like there representing the school. And there was this one woman who saw me walking around and she had a line full of people. And she like stopped the conversation she was having with the guy at the moment. And she said, you get in my line. And I said, okay. And so I just get in the line. She's like moving through everybody, like like a hot knife going through butter, just like slicing through them. Like, yep, next, 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 next. Gets to me. She holds one of my hands with two of her hands, like tilts her head slightly to the right, smiling. She's like, what's your name? What's your name? <laughs> and she's a black woman. She was like, look, we're going to make this work. We gonna make this work right now, baby. Boy, what's your name? I said Santonio. She said San uh, Santonio. What's it? San Okay. Now, what do you what do you want to teach? I said I. Right. So I showed her my resume, and she was like, "Yup, resume." She just doesn't even look at it. Puts it behind her on a table. She was like, "What do you want to teach?" I said, "I teach. I'll teach theology. I'll teach religion." And she said, "Baby, you got the job." She said, "Where you go to school at?" I said, "I'm going to Catholic. You, I'm graduating this May." She said, you got the job, baby. Don't worry about it. Go home. Don't go around to anybody else. Go home. I'm going to call you tomorrow. Go home. I said, yes, ma'am. Her name was Mary Hawkins. I get the job, and I'm living with uh, Focus Missionaries at the time at the University of Maryland, and I'm from Maryland. And the team director, like the head honcho missionary at the University of Maryland, her name was Mary Mannion. And... She was also teammates with that girl that I got Chick-fil-A with, Mary Lynn. And one day, Mary Mannion had hit me up and said, hey, San Antonio, I think you would make a great focus missionary. Would you like to come to an interview weekend? And I said, yeah, I'm sure. Because at this point, I had realized that like teaching wasn't for me. And so I go do the interview. I get the job. I'm like, all right, cool, great. They hired me. I'm like, this is great. But then I still had to be a teacher throughout this whole process. So I drove myself to work every day. I had a nice little car, GMC Envoy, 2003, treated me well for a while. But one snowy, icy day in January, I'm driving on a highway on a beltway. I like slip on a patch of black ice, spin around, do 
like a few 360s in traffic. I'm thinking, this is it. Like, I'm going to die. And this is how my life ends. And this is not how I want it to end. I need to go to confession. I remember, like, I hit the median, and then I just started spinning across the highway, which is like four or five lanes. All I see is just, like, headlights. And I'm like, one of these cars is going to just, like, nail me. And I'm going to kill them, and they're going to kill me, and this isn't good. Ended up, like, driving on the grass. I, like, hit a few road signs. And then I crashed my car into a, into a tree, and I totaled it. And I said, dang it. And I was on my way to a party. And I remember I stepped out of the car and I stepped in mud and I had brand new Timberland boots on. And I was, I was heated. I said, no, my Tims. And I'm going to be late for the party. I didn't even care that my car was total. Long story short from that, I had to get a new car. But for the meantime, I needed to get rides to work every day. And so my coworker, wonderful woman, her middle name is Marie. And she drove me to work for those two months every day. For those two months, she drove me to work. And she didn't even live close to me. That was such a sacrificial move and a motherly thing to like go out of her way and take care of me. It was very, very sweet and generous of her. This whole time, I was looking for a car. I'm not coming up with any luck at all. I'm asking like my friends to help me look for cars. I'm asking my uncle to help me look for cars, priest friends. And then one day my mom, she calls me and she said, hey baby, how you doing with the car search? I said, mom, I'm not coming on anything, bone dry. And she said, well, I'll help you look for one. In my mind, I said, you don't know anything about cars. Like you asked my uncle and like other men for help with cars. But out loud, I said, okay, thanks mom. I kid you not. The next day she calls me, hey baby, What's up, mom? I got you a car. I said, you what? She said, oh yeah, it's an infinity, leather seats, booze speakers, sunroof. I said, it's what? She said, yeah, and it's in your budget. It's all in your budget. And if it's not, I can help you with it. I said, you what? She said, yeah, I'm gonna come up, pick you up tomorrow. We're gonna go get it and drive it back home. I said, oh my goodness gracious mom. And so my mom always from being my mom the same way like Mary's a spiritual mother. My mom's middle name is also Marie. So I'm like, man, Mary, you are here right now. And then I get down to like training for focus training. And I'm like making one last prayer just to like be on a good team. I'm like, God, I want to be on a good team. Like I hear about situations that are terrible. And that's when I realized that Mary was there at every step of the way at this point. And I said, Mary, I really need you to like continue to be there for me. Like I need a good team. I need a good teammate. When I found out who my teammates were, one of the guys named was Brad and the other woman's name was Mary and I'm like wow Mary here we go and then when I get to the church it was called St. Mary's and then uh, my girlfriend her name is Kristen but her middle name is Marie I see all these times where like Mary has has been there for me 